0: Everyone, you're listening to the 107 podcast, where we get together every fortnight and sometimes more often to talk about technology, business, and the humans in it. I'm your host, Ivan Stegich. In this episode of the podcast, we're talking to Tess Flynn about DrupalCorn 2018 that happened at the end of September in Des Moines, Iowa. Tess, welcome back to the podcast. Hello. So Drupal Corn, I love that it's not Drupal Camp
1: Iowa. <laughs> That's one thing that I always appreciated with it. They they have a sense of humor to match their camp.
0: <laughs> it's it's just great. I think we have to come up for something uh, for we have to come up with something for TC Drupal. I I don't, I don't think we can top DrupalCorn. Corn.
1: I still miss the, the, the cherry logo that we had years and years and years ago, although the snow globe one's pretty good. So Drupal
0: snow, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be an interesting thing to do. Like, a uh, like a one day, one day event in the middle of winter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see how many people come out to that, huh? Boffs
1: and sledding.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. But actually should be fun actually. Uh, So let's see, Dribble Corn this year. It was at the Center for Higher Education in Des Moines. Is that on campus
1: somewhere? I'm I'm not familiar with where that is. So it was in a business school that is, that got bought out. There's a bit of a a bit of a story about this. It used to be, I think, an independent business school, and then it got bought out and brought into the university system and. Yeah, there's a bit of an interesting story behind that, but that one's not mine to tell.
0: Okay. Okay. So on some sort of a former business school campus, um, and from what I could tell, the format was exactly the same format that we've had at Drupal camp twin cities. So training on a Thursday sessions and keynotes Friday, Saturday, um, and then contribution day on a Sunday. That's a lot of programming for a camp. It is, yeah, it is. Do you think it's overkill?
1: Um, I think that it's up to the camps to really determine if that if that scales for their audience. And I didn't remember. I did participate in the closing session for Drupal Corn, which was mostly for camp organizers and volunteers, but I was in the same room and I decided, oh, I'll just stay around and see, how, see what it goes, because they were inviting anyone who wanted to stay for it. And it sounded like they had lots of people attending the training sessions, mm. that they had no problem filling those out in the first two days seemed perfectly fine. It didn't seem like there was a massive drop off in individuals or people at either one of those.
0: And that closing session, was that on the Saturday?
1: That was on the saturday
0: okay i mean it takes a lot of time and a lot of money to plan and execute such an extensive program and i am always amazed that camps do this and that it's uh, you know all volunteer based it's not for profit people give of their own time it it's amazing it's just amazing
1: Well, there's a, Drupal Corn serves uh, a lot of different camps in the greater Midwestern area in the United States. There were lots of people from Kansas, which oh. just surprised me. I was like, why are there so many people from Kansas here? Um, and why don't I see those same people at Twin Cities Drupal Camp? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it comes down to, well, it's closer. Yeah,
0: it's closer. Like, you would have to drive twice as far to the Twin Cities or fly, fly, right? And Mm -hmm. so that does make a difference. Was the size of the camp um, kind of what you would expect 200 or so people? Was it any bigger or smaller this year?
1: Uh, It felt like it was a bit smaller this year, mostly because they took last year off for various reasons. And there was actually an interesting discussion about if camps should do that more often that we could talk about.
0: You mean take a year off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, was that part of the closing session? Where did where did that discussion?
1: That was part of the closing session. So, what
0: were the thoughts around
1: it? So, oh, you know, the reason why they they put a decided not to have one last year as there were some people who are, you know, starting families and had vacations or had other things that were just happening and they just couldn't get their, their core organizational group together in order to do that. And so it seemed like it made more sense to just not have the camp that year and at first that was really disappointing because I remember talking to one of the organizers at Baltimore and being like, "Oh, there's no there's going to be no Drupalcorn this year and I like it's one of my favorite camps." Yeah. But in since then I thought, wow, This is actually not a bad idea because so I've gone to Drupalcorn for the previous two if not three years and then they had the the, the year off, and then they had this year. And one thing that I always was kind of surprised by it is that compared to the last Drupal corn, there was more energy hmm. at this one. There was more focus, there was more drive, there was more enthusiasm. And I think that actually is something to be said about taking a year off occasionally. It lets your organizers rest yeah. so that the next year they can really go at it. And I've been thinking about this a lot about Twin Cities Drupal camp because DrupalCon Minneapolis is in 2020. Should we even have a camp in 2019? That's 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 a tricky one.
0: Yeah, that is a tricky one. It feels like we've been evaluating whether or not, like not just whether or not the camp's going to happen, but what the format of the camp might be as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I was at the... Twin Cities open source CMS unconference mouthful this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it just struck me that having an unconference like format for a camp makes it so much easier to organize and to put together people that are kind of basically there to learn just like what the camp is for. And I wonder if if it isn't uh, not just taking a year off, but maybe the, maybe there's unconference-like event uh, might be a thing to consider as well.
1: Yeah, and I think those concepts can actually play well with each other um, because people who like the, the unconference format might not be the same people who normally run a traditionally, Ooh. a conventionally focused camp. In which case, why not just do a slightly different, uh, Drupal event that year for the area that might work too, and then you can compare and contrast later.
0: Yeah, that might be a good idea for us. It's it's interesting how all of this has evolved in the community and how how Drupal compares with local camps in WordPress and and other um, and other communities. It's just fascinating that all of this happens the way it does. So I want to ask about the keynotes. So there were two keynotes. um, Mm -hmm. Tiffany Ferris from Palantir.net keynoted. And I think her the title of her keynote was learning at work. And that was on Friday. And then Matt Westgate from Lullabot keynoted and I'd love the title of his keynote how to fall in love with Drupal again. (laughs) What what are your takeaways from the two keynotes maybe either as a whole or individually? I assume you went to them?
1: I did go to them, but um, both nights, I, the previous night, I had terrible insomnia problems. Oh. I was just not getting used to the hotel bed. And so I was still a little blurry, and I, I couldn't quite remember, and my nose was already, like on the screen working on my module project anyways <laughs> so i actually had a hard time remembering almost anything about those talks right oh now.
0: no the caffeine
1: the just didn't kick in yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i i would then um recommend users who are listening or listeners to look at the recordings on the drupalcorn.org website, because I'm pretty sure that um, Kevin Thal was there recording every single session, and um, most likely the keynote is included there.
1: Yeah, I believe that uh, I did talk to him after the first day, and there was one session that, just didn't record for other reasons. And the next day there was a hundred percent couch. Oh, it's a, so. just
0: amazing what he
1: does for the community, isn't it? Oh, I always, I always have a special place in my heart for the EVI. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> absolutely. So the schedule at Drupal Corn wasn't just sessions, right? It wasn't just pre-prepared sessions. There were buffs listed there as well. Did you go to any of them? Mm-hmm.
1: I did not. um, I didn't find any of them that were that interesting. Um, And I found a lot more sessions which were interesting. So I really wanted to go to a lot of those. And I do remember that on uh, the first day I was there, Friday, I even skipped out on an entire session period um, and took over an empty bathroom just so that I could decompress and go over my talk before giving it in the next period.
0: (laughs) That was probably a good thing. So let's talk about your session. So you presented uh, Dr. Upal is in, health check your site. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the session and maybe what you were hoping the outcomes of the session would be?
1: So really the session is about trying to teach people, instruct people how to perform uh, a technical audit of your Drupal site. A lot of the time people who have Drupal sites who are uh, individual organizations or are freelancers might not necessarily know how to really inventory a site. Um, and there's a variety of different circumstances, like. You're looking at doing an upgrade, but you don't know what all of your site has in it. You're a new employee and you don't know how to quite wrap your head around the site. The site was just dropped in your lap and now it's your problem and you need to figure out what to do with it. So how do we really get a good sense of what a site is doing, how it's working? Is it healthy or not? Does it have problems or not? Does it have things that will become problems in a short amount of time? What tools can we use to examine those? And how can we, uh, perceive all of this and make it so that we know how to proceed to get our sites back onto a track towards being healthy?
0: So the health of your website is really important. And that's exactly what your talk sounds to be about. You talk about some tools during the session but you uh-huh. also point out that there is, you know, human interaction that needs to be done to evaluate the site itself. Right? It's not just about yeah. running tools.
1: Yeah, no no one tool or even entire toolbox of tools is going to be able to tell if your site is healthy or not. Every site is a bit like a person. It's a story. You need to figure out where it begins. Uh, how it's changed, what its plot is, what its twists and turns are, uh, what characters are involved in its development, and then kind of get that whole sense of what that story is, so that you can see where it's going in the future. I love that
0: idea of your site being a story. It's kind of a alive, breathing thing that doesn't change or well, people think that it isn't a live breathing thing that doesn't change, uh, but it is. And people add content and submit forms and things get out of whack sometimes. So it's not exactly the same as when you launch it. And I love the idea that it needs a doctor just like a human does as well. That's it's a great, great mm-hmm. idea to think about. So your session went well. Uh, I know you usually bring swag and you give that kind of stuff out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, there were some sessions in the schedule that caught my eye that I thought were really interesting that I wished I could have gone to if I had gone to the camp. Uh, One was Wilbur's Docker-based battle royale, which is a great name for a session. And the other one was a guy by the name of Andy Olson, and he had a talk called Audit Your Theme. Um, Now, I know you've seen Wilbur's... um, Wilbur's talk at probably a TC Drupal. Did you by any chance go mm-hmm. to the other one?
1: I did go to the uh, audit your theme one because that was really quite interesting. Theming is, is not my particular specialty and I actually really don't know how to approach that entire that entire discipline mm. of auditing a theme and this gave me a lot of framing for how to look at that and what to look at and that was really, really fascinating.
0: So were there tools involved in that part of, uh, or in that presentation as well, or was it kind of a mixture of tools and human interaction? What, what was the kind of the crux of that session?
1: So there was a combination of tools and human interaction. We had several different tools. Like we had some linters, we had some other performance analysis tools and other uh, CSS compiling Uh, efficiency check tools Mm. that I had, quite frankly, never even heard of or conceived that they existed. But as soon as they they were revealed to me, I was like, of course, they would have something (laughs) like that. Why didn't I think about that until now? And it was really just an eye opening experience.
0: So those were kind of two that caught my eye. Uh, Which sessions did you go to that were interesting outside of Andy's?
1: Oh man, I'd have to bring up the schedule cuz a lot of that just got swapped out of my cash already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um I went to the gulp session but the caffeine still had not kicked in yet, so that that was just I don't remember anything from <laughs> it. Um and then that's where I skipped uh, skipped a period because I needed to practice. Mm-hmm.
0: So they were um, they were four tracks. I went tracks. to
1: the I went to Yeah, there were several different tracks. Sorry. Um I went to the mental health and tech one. Uh it is a very similar presentation to one that's been going around at a variety of camps and cons. But it's really nice to see an update on that. Um I think he's doing good work bringing that talk repeatedly to this uh, to to our community. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. And that's when I gave my session. I went to the Lego session and building your Lego as a practitioner's guide to building reusable components. Cause there's a, a module that's called Legos and I didn't know about this. And it was actually a fascinating, uh, counterpoint to, uh, paragraphs only sites. And I thought that it was kind of fascinating, but at the same time, I was like, ah, uh, I have some concerns. I think actually during the course of that talk, it was the there was some mention about how you can't get certain paragraphs to display with different view modes, and I know that we've done that before at Ten Seven using a module only uh, solution. So uh, that was that was an interesting problem.
0: <laughs> I
1: would guess you maybe went to the migrating
0: Drupal Eight entities talk.
1: I did go to that one and I felt kind of bad after that because I went to it knowing that, okay, let's see if see how this guy handles this because unfortunately I I know way too much about migration stuff. I have joked on Twitter that at some point when you become a Drupal 8 migration expert, you start sounding a bit like a babbling prophet instead of, <laughs> instead of a developer. <laughs> talking about pu- plugins and pipelines and transformation and ETLs. Like, I don't know what any of this means anymore.
0: Well, you certainly are our migrations expert at 10.7, so I, you know. I wouldn't have it any other way.
1: So it was generally a good talk. Um, What was most impressive is he smashed an awful lot of content into a very narrow talk. I considered writing a a talk about doing migrations before because I have a blog series on this. But I decided that it was just way too much to squish in to... Uh, even a 50-minute talk. It was just going to be like a fire hose. And it was a fire hose in this talk. And I believe he did a really good job of it. He used a different technique for importing paragraphs than than I'm used to. So I actually put that forward at the end of the talk as an alternative. Very good.
0: Now, were the sessions at Drupal Corn all the same length, or were there um, the shorter ones and longer ones?
1: I think that they were all the same length this year. The big thing that was different this year was that there was two different lunch periods, which was interesting.
0: Oh, lunch one, lunch two? Yeah.
1: Really? um, Lunch is actually one of the things that I like the most about Drupal Corn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mostly because I, one thing that I really tended to like about Drupal Corn is that because it's in Iowa, there's, not much in Iowa. (laughs) Even when you're in Des Moines, it's not the same as like even being in Minneapolis. Um, It's definitely a smaller metropolis. And as a result, one thing that's really kind of nice about Drupal Corn is that it's it has a generally very familial Mm. vibe. You don't feel like you're going to a camp, you feel like you're going to a dinner with, you know, friends and relatives, and you're all going to have a good time. And That's what it often feels like. And I I really enjoy that particular feeling.
0: So they basically, they had two lunches available through an extended period of time over the course of two sessions. So you basically don't have one hour where there are no sessions going on. There are sessions going on throughout the day and you choose when to take your lunch.
1: Mm -hmm. And you got to bring the lunches in with you to the sessions.
0: Oh, you did? So you didn't, so there wasn't a lunchroom or a common space?
1: Not really. There was plenty of places to sit down. There, there was a kind of common space, but there wasn't many people using it. In this particular, in this particular venue, they actually did have a cafe that you could sit down and actually eat lunch in. And that's where lunch was actually being served. And some people did that, but some people also just filled up their plates and headed off to the next session and just sat down and quietly munched while the session was being given. So was it like a buffet style lunch? Yeah, it usually is with Drupal corn. Um, one uh, one of the lunches is the traditional uh, loaded ba- baked potato.
0: Ooh, that sounds good.
1: Oh, it is good. It is very good. Uh,
0: is the, Was there any corn? I guess that's a question I have to ask.
1: This year, I think there wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) I could have just missed it. I remember like the first, uh, the first lunch I went to, um, they nearly ran out by the time I was in line because I, I showed up late. (laughs)
0: Oh Wow. So all in all, a good camp, um, kind of similar regional camp would be twin cities, Drupal camp. Uh, you know, it feels like it's the same amount of time, four days, Bought the same number of tracks, three or four. Buffs lunch and and good people. Mm-hmm. Any um social activities in the evenings?
1: Uh yeah, there was a speaker dinner on Thursday night before before the uh, regular sessions were given, and that was wonderful. Um, that was right in town, and it was a welcome respite from being in a car for four and a half hours. Oh my goodness,
0: <laughs> I'm sure. So you got to mingle and meet with all the people that were giving sessions. I'm sure some familiar faces there too. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And then the following night, there was a another dinner-slash-cornhole um, event that was in a, kind of a... It's hard to describe what it was it's not really a sports bar but it it felt like a a rented uh bar slash restaurant space it, it's hard to describe but it was they had really really good burgers really so mm-hmm.
0: forgive me for not understanding what cornhole is <laughs> maybe okay. you could give me a a description
1: so first of all imagine a uh, a board that is at an inclined of, let's say, 10 to 15 degrees off from the ground, and about three quarters of the way up from the edge that is touching the ground to the top of the board is a hole. And the rest of the board is very highly glossily painted so that it's kind of slippery. Okay. Now you stand away from that board at the other end of the play field, a distance of approximately. Uh, sorry my eyes are are calibrated to meters so let's just say four to five meters away and what your job is is you have a bean bag and you need to toss the bean bag so that it goes into the hole and that sounds really simple except that there's a bit of technique to it you can't just toss it and hand it land it have it land directly in the hole it's best to kind of put put a bit of either you have to undershoot it but with force so it goes up the board and down into the hole or overshoot it with just enough with just enough uh force so that once it lands gravity will actually carry it back down into the hole because you almost never can like throw it directly in
0: (laughs) So so this sounds like a game that you would play in bars, and um, maybe you'd get much better or much worse, depending on how much beer you've had.
1: <laughs> That's generally the idea, yes. I okay. mean, I was introduced to this uh, at the first uh, Drupal Corn I went to, and that was a lot of fun. That camp was particularly a lot of fun, because it was in a school, and they had all of every event, every lunch, uh, every before event and after event was act- actually in the same location, so that really made it feel very comfy, like you were just coming coming home to have some fun, and that was great.
0: That's awesome, and so that was the social events: Friday night, Saturday, and then contribution on Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. Nothing on
0: Saturday night then.
1: Um, I think there I think there was something on Saturday night. But at that point, I was kind of fried because I'm kind of an introvert. And I just decided that I think I had enough and instead kind of staged my own little introverts game night in the hotel lobby. And we got pizza and played a card game where you're trying to catch Jack the Ripper. It was actually a lot of fun.
0: Oh my! So you had so there were games as well at Drupal Corn. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think,
1: I think the previous night there was also some board games after the Drupal uh, the cornhole event. But I was too fried after that too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sounds like a great camp. I'm glad that you were able to go and report back to us. And um, I know you're going to Drupal Camp Ottawa next week.
1: Oh yeah! First time going to Canada. It's going to be interesting.
0: Well, why don't you? Uh, remember as much as you can about the camp, and um, we'll have you back on the podcast to give us a kind of a review of that camp as well. I will try my best. Well, thanks so much for spending your time with me talking about Drupal Corn. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to the Ten Seven podcast. Find us online at ten seven slash podcast. And if you have a second, do send us a message. We love hearing from you. Our email address is podcast at 107.com. Until next time, this is Ivan Stegic. Thank you for listening.